Hi, everybody. I am Leah, and welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. On this episode, I am joined by Lindsay, and we are chatting Letter Late Than Never by Lauren Connolly. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsay. Thanks, Leah. Okay, so we will link the synopsis of the book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com, so you can head on over there and check it out. So this book was released May 11th, 2023. It is part of the Smarty Pants spring release. Um, The tropes are childhood crush, small town, first responder, and there is mental health rep in this book. It is part of the Green Valley Heroes series. It is book three, and it is a standalone. There is a Jed sighting, though, from parks and provocations so there is a jet sighting um it is told in dual first person point of view the put out percentage is 52 percent so it is a little bit of a slow burn and there's kind of a third app breakup kind of not you have to read the book to understand why i'm saying kind of <clears throat> so let's chat gwen and sebastian oh boy sebastian Oh boy, Sebastian. What is he thinking most of this book? I think the thing is Sebastian is not thinking most of this book. Like Sebastian is one of those characters that you really, you do really like, but he is kind of, he is a people pleaser, but he is also a panicked person. Yeah, he struggles. Mm -hmm. He struggles a lot, but he also like brings a little bit on the, on himself because like he's made decisions he's done the hard things so the situation is he's broken up with his fiance yes only they know yes they haven't told everybody well he has told his family but she refuses to tell her family and so they're not engaged like they're not together they're like he has moved out of their house like and has moved back home he lives above his parents garage currently but she won't tell his family her family she won't tell them i don't like the fiance for a lot of the book i don't like her either i think you get a little bit of context that puts her in a different light but i don't either i felt like and like you understand later on her motivations but for so much of the book she's very much an anti-hero like Mm -hmm. thwarting their romance like sebastian's not being upfront with her either like not only are we broken up i am trying to move on so get on this like he's not very upfront with her about the situation so he winds up being in this like fake relationship situation with her Mm -hmm. where they're not like going on dates but he's making appearances with her even though they're broken up to keep up the appearance of a relationship so it turns what he has with Gwen into kind of a secret romance, even though well, they're like more a, of a friend. Well, it's like a second. dirty secret romance too. Cause like, she's like pegged as the other woman. Like if like people think that they're still together, I think Sebastian's problem is he's not assertive. Like he's so like Elaine says, we need to go do this. And instead of saying, no, I cannot do it. He's like, well, okay. On your time. And it's like, like as you like you get more of her background, you can understand why he does it. But at the same time, it's like grow like grow a pair. Tell her like this is what you need. Like say I understand that this time is hard for you, but I need this to happen. Yeah, and then the worst part is is that he kind of is preventing any of them from moving on. Mm-hmm. He creates 
a months long situation by not just being upfront, especially once he meets Gwen. And that's a really cute moment. It a is a really cute moment. They have a <laughs> lot of moments. <laughs> they really do. So they all were in the same grade in school. Sebastian and Gwen were biology partners. Like they flirted. She had a huge crush on him. And so she, she loses her chance with him. She was thwarted by frogs. I'm not going to tell you why, because you got to read that. So she has a, she's an aversion to frogs. Frogs are the devil. Like, for, like frogs are mentioned and she freaks out. It's like Becky and bats and birds, like things that like that are mentioned. And it's a, it's a trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's deeply traumatized by the frogs. <laughs> yes. But the frogs change the direct trajectory of her life like things could have been very different if it hadn't been for the frogs for both of them Mm -hmm. basically what happens is the frogs are the catalyst for sebastian's 10-year relationship with elaine it is it is the catalyst and i don't i don't like the frogs fuck the frogs (laughs) he likes the frogs (laughs) but so gwen had like gwen is a mail carrier in their small town of where they're at because they're not in green valley like they're outside of green valley but i can't remember like what the town's name is i think so i think he's just moved back to green valley from maryville yes yes that's true okay you're right there's a lot of there's a lot going on but so she's a mail carrier she like she likes her job she is an only child she's still lives with her parents she's close with her parents and she has she has some good relationships with her co-workers who Sebastian gets really jealous of and I kind of like it I do too I thought that was funny I her co-workers are cute in their own little way like mm-hmm. I got I don't know I kind of got like grumpy cletus vibes a little bit well there's <laughs> the arrangement <laughs> well but there's cletus sightings like she has to deliver him odd-shaped packages oh my gosh the odd-shaped package for for, for jen uh, and there's a conversation <laughs> between her and cletus where they're debating how the package could be described in a court of law mm-hmm. that scene was so funny i wrote that down on my notes the cameos you also see Jethro and his son and you like Jethro is horrified to learn here. His son is learning things from Cletus and his mischievous uncles. Uh-huh. Like Jeff, like that moment. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then, well, well, and that's the thing too. Like that is one thing about this book is like, you get those, those moments with characters that you've fallen in love with and like the Winston's and green Valley itself. And you're like, you get those check-ins, like you see that Jethro is basking in life as a stay at home dad. Like you see that Cletus is still up to like his shenanigans and chaos. I just love it so much. And you see, you also see, I'm not going to say all of the scenes, but you see Tempest, you see Jackson, James, you see Drew. Mm-hmm. And you, you do see Drew. Like page time from Drew, which is, almost unheard of in these spinoffs because he's so elusive he (laughs) is he's like an enigma Mm -hmm. but he's he's big and like the bigness like makes moments i will say that so when um so sebastian moved back i think it's been about a year 
or maybe just like a few months or something like that. I'm not sure the timeline. Don't quote me on the timeline, people. Very recent, because like he, they've broken, they've broken up, and he's moved back in with his family, but he's like kept everything on the down low. Mm-hmm. But so Gwen is like avoiding him, like mm-hmm. she hides. And so she, like at one point, she hides behind Drew because she is not a big person, and he is quite large. <laughs> so they're at like a jam session or something and she hides behind him and uses his body as like a shield so sebastian can't see her yeah and it's funny because like he point one of the there's a scene where like he's pointing out i haven't really seen you around very much and she's like in her head yeah i know because i'm hiding behind people i'm dipping into alleys i'm mm-hmm. running away from you like i spontaneously having a bathroom emergency (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah she does everything in her power everything in her power to avoid seeing him and talking to him but so because she's like hung up on him like she has lived her life like she has had boyfriends she's had relationships like she she is pined from afar but he was with elaine which i i was happy about that that like she pined from afar but she still was living her life but like when he moves back, like he's still in, supposedly engaged. And so she's like, I don't, I don't want any part of that chaos. But unfortunately, the hiding does not last. And she decides that she's done with avoiding. She kind of does it to herself too, because Kennedy, his little sister, is who very I love him and gives him a kitten. I know. She just drops a little kitten on him and is like, here's this rare little female tabby for you and you have to keep her. And her name is Marie Curie. And (laughs) she's adorable. I loved it. The kitten was adorable. And then he's like, what am I going to do with this cat? (laughs) And Gwen's like, I will take care of it while you're at work. So it's um, the typical situation where a cute little animal has completely brought them together so cute because like he he Gwen doesn't necessarily understand their situation like it's secret so even she doesn't know so she's watching the cat and Mm -hmm. she he's still engaged and he's being like all cute and flirty with her and she's like no like oh the cat misses you I don't I don't miss you because I can't. And she like, she very much keeps her, her like emotionally, she sets a boundary that she keeps pretty much the whole time. Like, even though she knew she had feelings for him and like, even though she falls, like she keeps a very solid emotional boundary and she really tempers her expectations. And some of the reasons for that are really sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like some heavier components of the book when she talks about, um, her gran and like the way her family handled the situation because she's dealing with you know the after effects of grief mm-hmm. um, I kind of wanted to smack her family for that whole situation it was horrible it was terrible terrible her brother the way he handled it by just like checking out but I do love all the little notes like so every chapter heading has like little like a one line from like a postcard from her brother or one line from like a letter to her grandmother because her grandmother when she was alive she traveled and then so she made all these pen pals from all over the world so like that's where the letters like the letter and the title comes from but so all of the chapter headings are like just random thoughts like of ryan like because he's a long 
long haul trucker. And so it's like random thoughts of Ryan in different states and like random things from people that have written to her grandmother. Um, and I really love that little element. I did too. I, so cute. I wrote down one of them when taking a bathroom break in the desert, check for snakes. <laughs> you have to check for snakes in the desert. I almost stepped on one last week. <laughs> I don't um, want to hear about that. Yeah, it was co- quite intense. Like I was really close to it. I was going up the steps outside out back and then all of a sudden it pokes its head up. A four foot long one. It wasn't poisonous or anything. Um, and it didn't like get aggressive with us. But yeah, it was a little bit of a close encounter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little too close for me. But it's, but that's the thing. Like these letters, like these little letters, like they tie like, things in it's like but so Gwen always had the the want to travel but the plan was always to travel with her grandmother and then when her grandmother passed away Gwen kind of shut down a little bit because like her grandmother was like one of her best friends like they had a really good connection they had a great relationship her family did not we're not forthcoming with a lot of stuff in the way in which her grandmother's health was going and you can understand the thought process behind it but at the same time like that was not cool but so like when her grandma passes away like she just she has no real or like she wants to travel but she is deathly afraid to make that step yeah and then like she does make a plan to go to nashville and before she goes to nashville it's gonna be like her first adventure her first Mm -hmm. adventure she has like a little bit of anxiety where she procrastinates and then doesn't go because she's mm-hmm. like oh my car has to be cleaned and I have to yeah. do all this and all she does all these chores and I think it's so relatable because I've had moments like that where I mm-hmm. well it's I- like you you get so like psyched up for something but then you psych yourself out and you're like this is too much for me in this moment but then her and Sebastian do make that trip to Nashville it has to be a secret trip because he's still somewhat engaged in that whole trip, Sebastian's brother and his partner in that whole, like those scenes, I love them so that much. My favorite part of the book, the whole, that whole trip was my favorite part of the book. And here's what I wrote about it. Nashville trip and the Queens, why Sebastian wears pink and the glitter beard. Mm-hmm. The glitter and beard was great. alone should sell you on reading this book. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it really, it really should. But I, and, but when you find out why the pink happens, huh. honestly, like I was not okay when I was reading this book. Like it was, it was way more emotionally like taxing on me than I anticipated. Like I was, I was crying at one point because I just could not handle it. Like I, cause Sebastian is like he deals with anxiety he's dealing with some depression he's like and so like he ends up going to therapy which that might be a spoiler but I don't care at this point but so he ends up going to therapy and like the mental health rep and the fact that like it's okay to talk about your feelings it's okay to talk about your problems like and sometimes you need that extra help like it it really resonated with me because I, I have been in that situation. Like I had a depression, anxiety. I mean, I still do, but like, I know how to cope with it. Like I went through like a couple years of counseling and therapy and it's like, I got the tools, like, and it really kind of 
it, it hit me in a way I wasn't expecting, but in the best way. Like I, I texted Becky, I was like, I'm reading this book and I'm not okay right now. It's there's the, okay. So it's book three in Green Valley Heroes. Yes. And every single book in this series, this series is hands down my favorite in the Smarty Pants world. And this one in particular shows a level of humanity in the characters that authors don't always take the time to get into in a book. Mm-hmm. And the way it drove the story and the way that she handled it in the story, yeah. it's really hard to not feel a lot when you read this book. Like, mm-hmm. I dare you to try. You yeah. can't. Well, and it's a, there's a lot of, but there's a lot of little elements that go into it. Like the letters that like the travel, like the relationship of Sebastian's with his brother and Sebastian's brother with his dad. And like, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of layer to this story that you're not anticipating to be there. I will, I will say though, I was a little disappointed that we did not have any food related things there were no sex nachos there weren't sex nachos they did eat at daisy's nut house multiple times and they they had donuts but there were no no food moments and i was missing that a little bit but that's just that's a little tangent of my own but yeah i this book was oh my goodness the thirst trap let's talk about the thirst trap okay you get like a week long thirst trap. <laughs> this is this is true. From Sebastian, like he goes off the deep end and thinks like a good plan is to basically like be washing the ambulance, washing the fire, washing the washing fire, the fire truck, washing um his car, wash like mowing the lawn with his shirt off, all sweaty. Oh, he totally thirst traps her on purpose too for like a week, a solid, mm-hmm. and then he finds well, out out of town and then he gets well, and he freaks <laughs> kind of freaks out but it's funny because her co-worker calls him on it he like stops by to drop off the mail and he's like like so th- does this work for you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that was really funny so, i forgot about that actually it's like it's it's like so well balanced because there's really emotional moments and then it's offset with these really comedic moments mm-hmm. and it's just there's a good balance. There's a really good balance and there's a really good cast of supporting characters in this story too, where they they never overshadow the story of Gwen or Sebastian, but they really enhance the way their characters inter- like the interaction between the characters. Like when, so when I said there's kind of a third act breakup, because they're kind of not together, but they kind of are and they do separate. But like when they come back together, that whole scene with Kennedy- in the locked door that's all i'm gonna say because i don't want to spoil anything like i love that whole like scenario yeah it's kidnapping adjacent kidnapping adjacent yeah that's actually yeah (laughs) can you kidnap yourself i mean (laughs) i mean i do love a good kidnapping (laughs) but yeah so it is kidnapping adjacent (laughs) but but that's the thing like this this book like there's not there's not a character that shows up on page that doesn't have a purpose there's not a moment in this book that felt contrived or felt pushed unnecessarily 
And it, it really focuses on like the mental health and the importance of your own well-being as a whole and not in a relationship. And I really enjoyed that fact of this book. I did too. I don't, it just felt very real. Mm-hmm. It really did. And, and Sebastian, like when he, when you find out like the root of some of his issues, like it, it, it is like a very real problem that like, cause he is an EMT, but he works with the fire department. Um, and what really pushed him to move home and like the deciding factors, like those are real situations and real traumas and real like issues that these type of employees and workers have. And I like the fact that she humanizes that scenario in a really graceful way. Yeah. Just be prepared, people. Just yeah, be prepared. It, it is. I would classify it as a rom-com, but it's not just a rom-com. Mm-mm. There's a lot of depth to the story. There really um, is. And I mean, it's, it's from the beginning because you find you're finding out from the beginning, like every person has their own story and their own hardships and the way that it's painted in this story, like everyone is struggling with something mm-hmm. like it, it, it just makes you feel for every single character, like Kennedy deeply sympathized with her as a part as a character, like her situation is rough and it's played into Sebastian and some of mm-hmm. his and um, you learn about that pretty early in the story. And then from there, you learn more about each of them, like the things that have happened to kind of make them feel the way they feel in the situation. Um, like Gwen is struggling with not feeling like good things are going to last. And that's mm-hmm. really sad. There's a lot of heartbreaking elements to the story, mm-hmm. but they're also kind of real. Like there are a lot of things that they talk about where I've had similar conversations or felt similarly in my own life. And like you were saying, like, there's so much relatable here, like the human element of these characters, mm-hmm. all the characters, not just Sebastian and Gwen, but like, there's a lot to, I think, connect with, with this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cause like each, even, even Elaine, as you get to know her, like there's, there's a lot of heavy like in her story and why she's making the choices that she she is and you you want to get mad at her but at the same time like you understand her motivation like Sebastian's brother like he doesn't come home a lot and like you get and I think what I really like about this story is you get so many tiny little elements of story like you get so many stories within this story that you but everything was resolved in a way that like I was happy with but I didn't feel like she just threw in like a character's like story just for the heck of it like I feel like the way that which she tied all of these together that it it worked and it made sense I agree it all served a purpose Mm mm-hmm such a good book you should just pick it up it's in a KU it is smarty pants because I mean and it's just it's a it's really a well a well thought out story thank you Lindsay for joining me on this quick (laughs) shot of romance sorry you were like in the moment of like thought there and I totally interrupted it
I was just laughing because I was like, I don't know what else to say. We covered everything in my notes. (laughs) Well, thanks. I'm glad. So if you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, send us an email at thebees at bookcasingcoffee.com and we might get to it. And until next time, happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.